The Jazz were great tonight. 130-109. This game's been got, done for a long time. Jake Scott and Tim Lacombe join us now. They could have joined us quite a bit ago. We're just waiting for the invite. Well, the invite's <clears throat> dictated by rules of Naismith. These types of games are definitely where I do not envy the two of you, uh, where it's out of hand, and you, you guys handle it really well. Keep that thing interesting. Well, you, if you, I mean, okay, I don't mean this, hope this doesn't come off wrong, but, like, that's the job, right? Like, right. you have items that you are planning to talk about if this happens every night. There are, here's a note on my prep sheet that is plus 20, down 20, and it's what you're talking about. And tonight the topics were the 2019 draft class, and Keldon Johnson was nice enough to play along because he's terrific. I really and covet him. It, oh, I covet that dude. Ooh, he is good. Well, I don't think anyone's seeing him for a while. He's going to be in San Antonio for. Did you see that in him back then? I mean, when you covered him? Tim, did you see it? Did you? You didn't. You didn't no, he was no, the 14th I didn't. Ranked player in the country. Didn't, right. Didn't no, we didn't. Him. We didn't have much of a chance at the Kentucky dudes back then. But um, <laughs> I don't know. We just didn't carry this big enough satchel around full of you know uh, Snickers. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we'll get into that later. Um, Reese peanut butter. No, but I, I mean, I, I'm with you guys. I mean, he's a guy who just in watching and prepping and everything, it's like his numbers just jump off the page at you. Then you start watching film on him. And it's like, man, they found another guy in the 20s that's going to be sensational. How did he get to 29? <clears throat> it's crazy. I mean, that's a, and that, I mean, part of the reason is, as, we, as I talked about with Ron, is it's a particularly good draft, right? So there's a uniqueness to that, to that draft that, I mean, that is going to go down as one of the all-time great drafts with the two guys on top of it um, leading the way, obviously. What, what we were told that, and this is all they said about him, was that he was impressive. You know, and yeah, he is. He's very yeah, impressive. I mean, he was know? the only guy that wasn't bothered by Rudy tonight. Yeah, exactly. And we were laughing because like he didn't care there wasn't a crowd there. He dunked and yelled and screamed. And, you know, he plays with he plays angry, which I like. I like that he plays angry. So I don't want to get lost too much because I mean, there was a really great jazz win and they played super and you guys can talk about. It, but what is your guys thought about the fact that, you know, road teams are now plus six or seven? We, the season. we were we were chatting about that as we heard you guys kind of uh, mention it here in the studio. And uh, I, I'm going to find it fascinating, David, whenever somebody writes the book about the bubble, I'm reading it the day it comes out. Well, right. Ben and Oliver whenever, just finished his. Oh, really? I'm, I'm jumping right on it. Whenever somebody write, writes a book about the impact of crowds during the coronavirus, I'll, I'll absolutely read it because it, it's going to be fascinating. And what you guys said, I think, is right on the money. You're going to learn how much fans really matter in this sport. And I, I, I kind of think it's it's more maybe than we think. Is that something, Ron, that you have? Like, can you, as a player, right, like, is that, is that something that you got extra something at home, you know, or took? Maybe, you know, some guys are better on the road because they like getting yelled and screamed at. But, like, what was it for like for you? Well, you're absolutely right about some guys being better on the road. Um, because of your fans not seeing you screw up and all that kind of stuff, you know. But I, I get the feeling that, at least w when I played, um, you like shedding the fans up, you know, because there's always hecklers and always guys that are getting on you and that kind of thing. And so I, I think on the road you probably play a little loose, uh, not as, as tight uh, because you're afraid of making a mistake. Or I mean, there could be a lot of reasons, but... I've never thought about that um, personally. I didn't go into a like plans game. playing for you. Yeah, what? Yeah, exactly. I, I think there's two factors. We, we never here. had this type of situation before there either, where you're playing with no fans and and you know how do you approach a game like that? I think there's two factors here. 
One, Ron can speak to whether I'm making this up or not. I honestly think, like, getting booed at home is... You watch players. Like, they are really bothered by it, right? Like, we've all seen the players go post-game going crazy. I've interviewed plenty of players after games who are like, I can't believe they booed us. We're their team. Like, there's a level of pride to your performance in front of your home fans that you're going to be in the grocery store next to the next day that, like, you have to – like, that that's part of being – and that's not going on. And so we're watching home teams, I think, let go of the rope just at a rate that is never seen before. The other one, I think, is officials. And I really think whether they want to admit it or not, and they'll claim it's not the case – but when you're officiating and you got 19,000 people coming at you, if you make that call, you got to know it. You have to know that as an official. Like, that yeah. can't mm-hmm. not be thought about. I've heard officials say this to players that are, like, have a few words, four-letter words and all that kind of stuff to say to officials on the floor. And an official says, don't you bring this crowd down on me. So you're absolutely right about that, David, that they really – Think about that, uh, and, you know, they're all going to make bad calls, you know, and the crowd's not going to to agree with. But, you, man, you just have to have a certain amount of moxie or you, you, to, to yourself to keep from um, not caring, you know, what, what the fans say about you. It'll be fascinating to see, you know, what the records end up being tonight. Uh, in fact, because uh, we're talking about this, we'll make sure to keep a close eye on the NBA scoreboard. Cause well, there, there's a chance tonight that all eight road teams are going to win. Which that's would just be nuts. crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's just that. I mean, that's never that's ha- has to have never happened. Before. Right. There's no way. There's... I'm not sure that six of eight have ever won before. Hmm. Probably like. That seems like in the hundred years of the NBA, I mean, there's it could been have a night on with, an odd night, yeah, yeah, but. like eight <laughs> games and six road teams win. But I'm, I, I would have to think that if Portland and Dallas hold hold on to win tonight or or win tonight, that it will be the first time ever in the history of the NBA that eight that eight road teams win yeah. in eight games because the Clips are up twenty on the right, Suns right like, now. They're so going to win. Well, yeah. they're the Clips, so who knows? No, they're great. That Jazz win the other night was good. It's two good games in a row. Um, there are a lot of stars to choose from tonight. Like, I'd go back to my guy every night because he was just incredible tonight. But Boyan Bogdanovich is going to want some of that discussion. Donovan Mitchell is going to want that discussion. Jordan Clarkson had 10 points. Um, if I could leave you with one thought on tonight, I said to Ron at halftime, this is what makes me think the team could be really good. First quarter, Donovan has eight. Ingles has seven. Clarkson had 10 in the second quarter. Boyan had eight in the second quarter. And Conley had 30 the night before. Wow. Right? And yep. Rudy Gobert's dominating the game the whole time. Yep, that's right. True. And none of them are your best player. Yep. I, I just feel like, hey, if, you know, you can get a if you get a hundred assists tonight, you're going to win every time. You heard? <laughs> you heard? <laughs> you were listening. Hey, you know what I was saying? Come on. It's, well, it's a difference between good and great. I mean, I'm with you. I know. I just didn't, I, I didn't clarify think enough. Assists are a funny stat yeah, because by definition. Yeah. It was assist. Uh, what I meant was. The Jazz were dead last, and that's just not a place that no, they right. can be. But we were dead last because we were shooting 23% on corner threes. Right. I still argue it's how we get them. And I think tonight, the one thing, again, San Antonio has a difficult time, like Mike said, getting up into us and causing us the same issues. But I still feel like Bogey was a little more. And can I say, like, Quinn running the first play for him of the game and the second half is pretty cool for a guy who needs to see the ball go in. Yeah, He's good at that. Yeah, he's great at it. Yeah. That's 
we got a great staff, man, a really good staff, you know, and they they do a great job of getting these guys to perform. He's not a team anymore, so I'm going to tell a quick, quick, and no one's listening because it's Sunday night. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I'm going to tell a great Quinn Snyder story, just to, if you want to know how Quinn Snyder gets guys out of a slump. Uh, and this actually is a great story. So we're in Detroit many years ago. We had just lost the night before in Atlanta. We're, we're as bad as we've, like, Ron, do you remember that one? We lose it. Like, this is, we are telling. so bad at this point. I mean, we are awful. Joe Johnson's decrepit. Like, we have to play him. It's a mess. The Ru- Ricky Rubio in Atlanta that night, I think, took like five or six shots in the first quarter. He went like 0 for 6, and Quinn pulled him. So Quinn waits in the lobby of the hotel in Detroit. There was a players union meeting in Detroit. And Quinn makes sure that he's in the lobby when the players union meeting ends. So they're all walking to the elevator, right? He doesn't say anything. And he yells, hey, Ricky, my bad. I rewatched the video. All those were good shots. Keep taking them. I shouldn't have taken you out. And that may have not have been the story, <laughs> but, but like we then, if you go back and look at that, that's when the next night is Ricky Rubio gets hit in the face, decides not to get stitches, comes back in the game, throws the inbound pass to Ingles, and we get hot. Like that's how Quinn Snyder coaches. So yes, the first play of the first and third quarters for Boyan, and we have no idea what other five things he did on the airplane or everywhere else between now and then. But those are th- that's the thing that stood out to me is you know come out guys in the slump, run a nice little set for him, get him an easy basket, get him going. Yep. All right, boys, appreciate right. you. See you guys. One thirty to one oh nine is your final. We're breaking it down next. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, big win for the Jazz, one thirty to one oh nine. They dominate the San Antonio Spurs. And uh, Tim, as we were talking about, kind of with Locke, this game, this game's been over for a while now. Yeah, and we got to see some young guys play, which is good. Um, I always like to see how how guys doing the game will keep the flow going. And our guys did a great job of uh, of you know. Talking about, I, I, I'm fascinated too by the analytics of a home crowd now and what that all, like we have some, we'll have some data points, crowd, no crowd, kind of see what happens. So it is pretty fascinating that road teams are faring so well in the early season. See, tonight, Boyan Bogdanovich is, uh, might be the headliner, likely be, be the headliner, 28 points, 10 of 13 shooting. Wow. Six of seven from three, also had three assists and a steal. Uh, Tim, but uh, he wore the the brace on the wrist uh, tonight, and Lock and Boone talked about it a little bit. How even last year he was wearing that in practice, but during the game he he didn't want anything on, and uh, he's kind of a he's a tough dude. We we know his rep, and he doesn't miss a whole lot of games, and uh, doesn't wear as as David was pointing out the the arm sleeves or anything like that. He just kind of likes it uh, normal, like the the uh, major league baseball player didn't like batting gloves, you know, like that type of guy. But wore the, the the wrist protector tonight, and you wonder if that might have had an impact, stabilize it a little bit, give him some confidence in it. Uh, whatever it was, maybe he had a good pregame meal. I don't know, but he was terrific. Yeah, and it was more so, you know, not just his shot, but just his whole presence. You know, the, the last couple of nights, you know, he almost looked um, almost one-dimensional, which we know he's not. 
but he kind of floated to the perimeter and didn't really force the issue. Um, and like we talked about, Quinn got him an easy basket early right inside. And, and I'm telling you, man, that's, it's a big thing for a guy who has not seen the ball go in a couple times just to get it over early within a game. And then you're not thinking, oh, I got to, you know, I got to make a shot. You've already done that. And then hopefully that can kind of get things to open up easier for you. Yeah, because the first play went right to him and ended with a layup. And uh, you, you think, all right, that's got to be to get him going. And it, it definitely worked. Uh, Donovan Mitchell tonight, 22 points, nine assists for Donovan, four rebounds. Nice night for him. Jordan Clarkson, 18, coming in off the bench. Joe Ingles with 13 and seven rebounds and an assist. And Rudy, seven points tonight, but 16 rebounds and six block shots. He was so good. Um, he was so good in the paint. He he challenged so many shots again. And, um, you know, he's just making he's making the rebound game look look so simple. Um, he just got a he's got a great feel and a good pace to him right now. And he didn't score it like he scored it. He's not in double figures. But, um, man, the number of plays that he impacted to kind of give the jazz separation uh, in the in that game was was really big. Uh, let's see here for the Spurs. Uh, Keldon Johnson had 22 points to lead the way for them. He also added six rebounds. Very nice young player. DeBarno DeRozan finished uh, with 19. Lonnie Walker and Jakob Pertl both both uh, finished with 11. But uh, Keldon Johnson, as we were talking about with David and Ron, he's going to be a nice player. Yeah, right now, so his season stats, he's, he's shooting 54 from the field and 51 from three, um, 90% from the line. Uh, so... He he's a great athlete, has a ton of pop, but I think he's gonna be a he's gonna be a name we talk about a lot and for a long time. I just like the way he approaches the game. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. Next broadcast coming your way Tuesday night. The Jazz are on the road taking on the Brooklyn Nets. That game will tip off at five o'clock. Uh, might as well tease this too. They have the New York back to back there Wednesday night. They'll take on the Knicks. That game also tips off. Actually, excuse me, five thirty. Both those games will start at uh, 5.30. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have post-game sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down. Coming up next, Jazz winners tonight over the Spurs, 130-109, to right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Your final tonight, Jazz smashed the Spurs, 130-109. to it feels weird saying this in this type of game, but it wasn't really even that close as the Jazz really uh, thoroughly dominated on the offensive side of the basketball, Tim, and uh, looked as good, if not better, than that Portland game. The Really, its key is, is Bojan was good again tonight, um, and the ball really moved. They, uh, they did a good job of, of finding guys, you know, 29 assists, and getting guys involved, at, uh, that is a great in, uh, great recipe for the Jazz on the road. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, let's go over your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz shot 55.1% from the field. How about that? 51.2% from three, 21 of 41. Uh, not great from the line, 11 of 19, but in this type of game... Uh, who cares, right? Uh, we mentioned they were led by uh, Boyan Bogdanovich with 28 points, Donovan Mitchell 22, uh, Rudy Gobert 7, 16, and 6. Six block shots 
for Rudy. Terrific. Uh, Mike Conley had 15 points. Um, Joe Ingles had uh, 13 coming in off the bench. Jordan Clarkson with 18 uh, coming in off the bench. Worth resetting Bogdanovich's line because it was just amazing tonight. 10 of 13 from the field, 6 of 7 from 3. Uh, three assists, a uh, steal, and a rebound uh, to go along with it. And uh, once again, totaled 28 points and was just terrific. And that third quarter, h- hitting those threes really ended the game. Yeah. It, the other guy I want to, uh, I think, played about as good as he as he's capable of playing. I thought Royce was great. I thought he played really good defense on DeRozan, made him really earn a lot and, and made him work to get shots and score. And then on, you know, made his opportunities. He's three for four from three. And I love him on the glass. He's he's been a he's been a great rebounder thus far for the Jazz. He finishes with eleven rebounds and eleven points. And uh, man, if you can get Royce doing that, you know, um, and really kind of hitting those shots and chipping in, uh, it's just one more weapon the Jazz have in their pocket. Locke was talking about it that corner three. They figured out a way to get that corner three. Maybe the Spurs were playing him a little bit different defensively than say the Suns were, but they figured out how to get those shots. And Royce, I mean, that's. That's what they need him for. I mean, they're they're going up against the Spurs, and uh, oh man, now I'm I'm going blank here. They're uh, they're three and D guy for years. Oh, uh, Bruce Bowen. Bruce Bowen. Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of invented that role or at least perfected it, and that's what they need from Royce. You know, play some good D on the other team's best player, hustle it up. The Jazz need him to rebound, which he, of course he did tonight, as you mentioned. And then uh, hit the open three when he gets a chance to do it. That's what they need from him. And you've heard the phrase, we talked about it, but do what you do. And right. That's what Royce does. He's not going to be a guy who puts it on the floor a lot. He's not going to be a guy who who drives to pull-ups um, hit or even shoot threes off the bounce. His game is be a great defender, guard the, the, you know, the other team's best player, and then you know make his open shots for the Jazz. All right, uh, Quinn Snyder, now available to the media. First question will come from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Thank you. It seemed like um, once you guys kind of figured out that that spurt of turnovers kind of midway through the second quarter, like the offense was really flowing. 21 made threes tonight. What was uh, what's your feeling on how kind of the progress came offensively tonight? Well, just, you know, our spacing when we're spaced um, and we let the game come to us, you know, oftentimes, you know, if they're pulling in to try to play against penetration, if we just make an easy pass, we've got guys, you know, up there in the high quadrant that can make a shot or drive the ball. And then, you know, I thought our decision-making in pick and roll as far as when to get off it early, when to drive it. And we started keeping our feet in the lane too. And, you know, just being being more precise with the passes we were making. And when you do that, you know, all of a sudden good things happen and you're able to find the rim too. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, I want to talk more about the commitment to defense tonight because you were denying Murray. You guys denied the three and protecting the rim really well. Well, I think just being solid, you know, it's it's defending the ball um, where guys take take pride and stand in front of people. I, I thought in the third quarter they came out of a timeout and, you know, you could tell they just really started driving us. And that's something we're going to see. And, you know, not only do we need to stay in front, but, you know, we, we have to make sure people stay out of the paint where, you know, we can we can uh, we can help. And particularly with Rudy and Fave that can come over and, and alter shots. But, you know, that's something that just has to be in the forefront of our mind. And um, I'm not going to get too excited about it. we got to keep doing it. 
Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Sarah, you're still on mute. Sarah Todd? There we go. <laughs> uh, Quinn, I know that uh, DeMar DeRozan is one of the best in the league at drawing fouls off guys, and it's hard to kind of get around that and keep from doing it sometimes, but it seemed like Royce really stuck to the ground and was able to stay low defensively and not fall into that. How hard is it to kind of learn to do that and be consistent with it? Well, it's difficult, particularly when you're as aggressive, you know, as Royce is, he's so competitive. Um, and sometimes there's a tendency to, you know, to, to have his aggression used against him, as you, as you mentioned with shot fakes and things. I thought part of it is him having confidence in his help, uh, whether it be, you know, switching late on a drive with Rudy and then, you know, passing DeRozan and whoever else off to Rudy and, and getting on the board. So he, he found a good balance of, you know, his physicality on the ball and, uh, you know, and showing his hands and not getting caught, caught reaching. I mean, that, that's really what it, what it comes down to many times. Next up, Tony Jones, The Athletic. Coach, would you say that this is uh, one of your better performances of the season? I know we're six games deep, but I mean, would you say that in terms of just executing on both sides of the floor, you, you were happy with this performance? Well, we, you know, we played better. I think it's, you know, it's early in the season and, you know, you know me, Tony, I'm not going to get too excited when we play well. If we play well for a period of time, you know, I think we can see that. But, you know, we have to continue to do the things we need to do to win. Um, you know, obviously we, we did them better tonight and we did it throughout the course of the game. That, that was the thing for me that, you know, it felt like we, we had a presence every quarter and that's not something that we've done on the level that I know all of us want to do. So that consistency throughout a game and then coming back again and doing it the next game and, you know, so on and so on. So that's what we're looking for. All right. Last question, Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Quinn, you guys were pretty good on the road last year too. And now you're three and L what, what have you seen? I don't know historically in your career that allows good teams to play well on the road or, or struggle on the road. Well, I think two things. One, if, if you defend, you know, you give yourself a chance on the road to, to be successful, uh, regardless of how you shoot the ball. And then I think, you know, if you can limit mistakes, you know, ironically tonight, I thought we turned the ball over too much, but we started to find those situations where it was happening and, and did a good job kind of adjusting how we were playing and passing the ball. Um, but those, you know, it's tough to overcome, you know, mistakes, in general, and when you're on the road, it makes it even more difficult. If you turn the ball over and, you know, th there are certain things that are going to happen, especially when you're a team, you know, like we are, that, that passes the ball and plays together. You know, the more you pass it, you know, there's chances that, that things can happen. But the ones that hurt you, or, you know, are the, the live ball turnovers that end up in buckets the other way because that puts even more stress on your defense. But... You know, by and large, if you defend, you know, you put yourself in a position where you'll be in the game. All right, that's it. Thank you, Coach. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as his team uh, worked over the Spurs tonight, 130 to 109. Thoughts on what Coach had to say right there, Tim? Just, uh, you know, I like that he's not, you know, you don't get too high, too low. Uh, I think as Tony Jones asked him, is this one of your best performances? I think it's obvi it obviously is. And um, where it ranks, you know, with Portland, I think Portland may be a better win just because – 
Portland's probably going to be a better team. Yep. But in terms of the timing uh, and the Jazz being able to have a couple games that didn't look like themselves and then write the shipping and then travel and take it with you. And one thing I do really totally agree with him, um, this team's pretty good defensively and there's room for improvement. Um, but the way they're guarding, they're going to be in every game. And, and I think last year there were times where defensively they were just so far from being anywhere near that uh, even with great offensive nights, they, they struggled. So that's a real positive thing to, to look at early in the season. And it helps when Rudy's dominating. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just doing what he does. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah. He had two possessions in a row tonight where he was on ball defender against a smaller guy, and he stopped them both. He traveled. The, I mean, they, they switch out. Jazz do a great job of penetration, and they totally get sp- spread out, and Rudy ends up on on a guard. I think it was Lonnie. Yeah. Uh, John, or Lonnie Williams out there, and he stepped on the end line. And, and you know, Rudy just did a great job uh, in all facets. Ball screen defense. He's a great communicator, um, and he's just been dominant on the glass. And six block shots tonight, not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, you're, you 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 know at seven three, you're going to fall into into one or two, but to get six, you've got to be constantly contesting. And he did; he contested everything. Go where love takes you. Win the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final from San Antonio, 130 to 109. Jazz winners. We'll continue to break this one down coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller's Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. 130-109 to 109 is your final. The Jazz beat the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio. Moved to 4-2 and two on the season. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe uh, with you. We'll get you more uh, sound from the players coming up here momentarily. Let's take a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. Serta Pro, we do painting, you do life. Uh, points in the paint tonight, Tim. Uh, Jazz outscored by 10 by San Antonio, 64 to 54. 54 actually a really good number for the Jazz. San Antonio just makes a lot of their hay in the paint. Yeah, they're they're still kind of old school in that they, they take a lot of mid-range shots. So that's really, um, I agree with you, that, that number for the Jazz is actually a really good number coupled with their three-point shooting. Um, but you would expect the Spurs being a, team that drives it and it operates in the mid-range to have probably have some more points there well just you compare it and we'll mix in the three-point feature here sponsored by mountain america credit union helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years the spurs shot 19 threes tonight six of 19 conversely the jazz were 21 of 41 so i mean a little bit different in the in the way you game plan and that one the, the spurs still not on board with the with the I guess sell out totally to the three point shot. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a philosophy. It's shot distribution, and DeRozan gets a majority of their shots, and his shots are mid range shots in the paint shots. Uh, Murray's the same way, so they just don't um, the spacing is different, and they don't really val- value or put as much priority on the three point shot as the Jazz do. You know what's interesting is uh, Popovich has been fairly innovative throughout his career, but when it comes to this three point topic, he's 
kind of dragging his heels a little bit. But if you think like the stretch four, uh, you know, came out of uh, out of San Antonio. Load management, unfortunately, came out of San Antonio. Think about moving Mono Ginobili to have that that scoring two come in off the bench in the six man role. Like all these kind of innovative things. But when it comes to this shoot the three, you know, 35, 45 times a night, he's he's just dug his heels in and isn't going to do it. Yeah, the, the Spurs right now are 24th in the league at 33s per game. Um, and so, yeah, you know, you look at the top of the league, Toronto's shooting 46 per game. Uh, the Jazz are fifth at 39. So, yeah, it's just a, it is something that Pop is, you know, he still wants to kind of play traditionally. And, um, and the numbers, you know, kind of show that. All right, let's go uh, back to San Antonio. Donovan Mitchell is addressing the media. First question will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Donovan, just wondering, tonight you guys had 21 threes. seemed like you were spacing the floor really well, great ball movement. Uh, conversely, 20 turnovers. So just wondering kind of how you balanced the progress of the former with, with the need to improve the latter. Um, I think, you know, we're getting our threes up. That's what we want to do. We're going to continue doing that. But, you know, you look at the times, myself, you know, what, I have four, Mike had five. Um, I think we really got three. But, like, at the end of the day, you look at, like, when we get into the paint, you know, you take possessions where you're thinking, all right, I'm going to go score, and then the last thing you're trying to pass. And, you know, that's – it's the unselfishness at times that's getting us, and it's the uncertainty, like driving with a purpose, getting to the rim, getting there, stopping. If you don't have nothing, come to two feet, come to a stop, and just being sure. I think that's a, that's a, where a lot of our turnovers come from. And then oh – and then on top of that, you know, the careless ones. I had one at half court, you know, where you throw it, throw it, and I think Johnson came in and got a steal, and then there's one where I'm pushing in and doing the same thing. Like, those those are the ones that we can clean up. You know, they're going to be ones we can get into the paint, and, you know, you try to be aggressive. But the one, the careless ones, you know, the one-handed passes, the cross-court passes, those are the ones that, you know, we can control, you know, because we're doing it out of motion. We're doing it uh, out of laziness uh, in certain instances. But on the flip side, we are making the right passes and the right plays um, to get our threes, and we did a good job of that tonight. But if we do that against Brooklyn, you know, that's, you know, that's going to be, you know, I think it was 22 points over 20 turnovers. Who knows that many points that may be. So we got to stay locked in for, for that coming up next game. All right, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Don, winning the first game of a really long road trip, what does that do mentally for you guys as you go ahead? I think it's um, I think it's good. it's good for us. You know, the way we won, the way we played, you know, we, we kind of got to a lead in the first half, let them go on the 8-0 run to come back. Uh, we got to another high, uh, pretty good lead to start the third quarter. Um, and then we continue to play, uh, play through and play our basketball. I think that's one thing that really stands out. And we have to continue to do that, continue to be that team. You know, we had in the lead against the Clippers and we kind of let them get back in it. You know, I think that's something we're just learning from, just continuing to, to push through and continuing to keep a foot on their neck, you know, when they're down. And I think that's we did a good job of that tonight. We've got to continue to do that. And it's, um, it's good for the, the morale. Definitely get the first one. Ryan Miller, KSL.com. Hey, Donovan, I know in the bubble there was a lot of talk of a no home court advantage, but is there is that kind of the same thing this season with no fans, or or is there something to be said about playing on your home court? Uh, I think for us, because we have fans, I think it's something uh, for sure. But I think going to other places, I definitely think, like, 
when the ball was being dribbled out to end the game, there was just nothing, like, it was just quiet. I think that was just one of the weird things. But, you know, I think when we play at home, we play in other arenas that have fans, I think you'll notice that advantage. Um, but it's still, you know, it's still feel the momentum, still feel that we're used to it because we played in the bubble. So it's not really anything different for us. Um, but I definitely think there's an advantage for, I think it's what, six arenas that have it, six, seven arenas that have fans. I think that's definitely helpful for sure. Alrighty, uh, Tony Jones, The Athletic. Donovan, it's been, um, uh, you guys had this kind of um, play on both ends of the floor uh, against Portland. Uh, you had a couple couple stretches of games where you struggled on either side of the floor. Um, what was it about tonight that you guys were consistent on both ends of the floor and that you guys made your presence felt and imposed your will on both ends of the floor? I think it's the us being relentless, you know, man, like just continuing to just find ways to continue to keep, like I said, keep your foot on your neck, you know, continuing to keep that killer mentality on both ends, you know, making it a point. All right, we turn the ball over, making it a point. All right, it won't happen again. Or they give up a run, are we pushing back and we're not letting them come back? You know, they're a team that doesn't doesn't give up. You know, they're San Antonio is a team that, you know, like we've, we've been up in San Antonio before and they've come back and, and gotten it close. Uh, so for us to do what we've been doing tonight was, was huge. But now it's a matter of where we're doing it again, you know, and then again and again and again. That's um, <clears throat> that's where we have to get. You know, it's good to start off this way, and I think we just got to continue to stay locked in and stay sharp. Uh, no let ups just because we're up 25, 30, whatever it is. Uh, we can't have those careless passes. You know, we can't have certain possessions where we take our mind off of, you know, little things. Um, and I think that's one thing I've told you, Tony. Like, it, it's been a, a theme for, for a little, just continue to stay and focus on what's in front of us and the details, and that, that'll get us through. Uh, Maria Vidal, Tab Deportes. Hi, Donovan. Um, what did you most like from how your teammates were playing today? And what are some goals that you have for the next few, few games? Um, I love the fact that we, you know, we're shooting the ball, it's being decisive what we do, getting in the paint, taking shots, taking floaters, uh, shooting threes. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is being decisive. Um, and just finding ways to continue to improve. You know, we did a, we did a lot of things well, um, but we also did a lot of things that we can improve on. And I think that's that's um, just something we are going to continue to work on, continue to hone in. You know, it's not going to be much practice time. So for us to continue to stay sharp, like I said, and continue to lock in, but shooting the ball, the way we shot it, the way we moved it, the way we got in the paint and, you know, collapse, made the defense collapse, I think was something, you know, that I'm really proud of. And then <clears throat> biggest thing for this road trip is staying on it. You know, we can't have a game like this like we did against Portland and then come back and I believe it was Minnesota where, you know, we, we look like a completely different team. You know, we can't have that. We got to come in. You know, we got a great, a good team coming up in uh, in Brooklyn. We got to continue to do the same thing and keep the same mindset. All righty. Last question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Donovan, Royce is not really a man of many words, so I'm going to let you talk for him. But, I mean, he ends up with 11 boards, also playing really disciplined against DeMar DeRozan. What are some of the little things that he does that may not show up on the box score? Uh, I think to find a guy like Royce, um, who knows who's a star, like in his role, who wants to be a star in his role, continues to improve every year he's gotten here. Uh, I think that's, you know, something that's that's very underrated, you know, in this league today, I'll tell you that. And especially, you know, he's going out there knowing our eye, he's checking the he's going from Garden to Rosen tonight to Garden Katie. 
the next game to guard whoever, like, you know, especially in the West, man, you, you in the toughest assignment every night. And then also to have that energy to go get those 11, like you said, those rebounds and those boards. Um, he's a competitor. You know, obviously he's, he's my guy, but you know, he's a guy that, you know, every team should want because he's, he's relentless. He doesn't stop. You know, he plays aggressive, makes every, every opponent's night tough. Um, and I think, you know, for, for him just continuing to, to do what he's been doing, he provides a spark for us that, you know, we need. You know, you look at, you know, the Suns, the Suns game, like just the physicality of how he was getting into. I know we lost the game, but it's the little things that, you know, we see out of him that really get us going and, and kind of drives us as well. Because obviously we have Rudy, the defensive player of the year, but we have Royce, you know, on the wing, making it tough on, on guys on, on a nightly basis. And, you know, with that energy, that's huge. All right. We actually have one, one follow-up from Kristen Kenny, and that will be the last. Thank you. Speaking of Rudy, we always talk about his defense, but tonight we're seeing him just sprint that floor. How does that impact you guys? And can you just speak to more of his commitment to running to help you guys out offensively? I think, you know, it's big time, you know, because he's such a threat when he runs. You know, he catches the ball and it's automatic dunk, automatic two points. Um, so that opens up the floor for us, you know, being able to get him to get down the floor, him and Fave, you know, even even Doak um, getting up and down the floor. I think that's just been been huge. Uh, for us and it opens up a lot of our shots to make our passes a lot easier making our angles a lot easier and i think that's something that you know he's definitely picked up on he did a good job of it in the bubble but he's doing an even better job of it now and you know we're going to need that you know and he's been he's been doing that all year he's been a monster all year and we're looking forward to him continuing doing that all right thank you donovan Donovan Mitchell, nice night for him tonight. 22 points, nine assists, four rebounds. Um, Tim, if there was a negative to this game and you heard Donovan talk about it a little bit, interesting after a big win, how he nitpicks. It's kind of a good opportunity to do it, actually. But 19 turnovers for the Jazz tonight, not terrific. Four by Donovan Mitchell himself, but four for Rudy, four for Mike Conley, and four for Jordan Clarkson. So, you know, this was a big-time win, and there weren't a whole lot of negatives, but they got to take better care of the ball. It's always easy to learn a lesson with when you win. Uh, I think that's the one number on the page. And as you know, in the experience of watching the game, it, it just seemed a little loose. Um, and it, it's hard too when the game gets out of hand, but, but they turned it over quite a bit early. And like Donovan said, it's really kind of a focus thing. Um, and I actually love that Donovan talks about something like that because I do think it's a great time to bring it up because it didn't cost you the game. It's not like, uh, you know, somebody sitting there in the locker room with six of them right. and you're going right at them. So it's an opportunity to bring up an issue that you can get better at um, and, and put it out there, but not uh, with any teeth. You know, it's uh, they have had a lot of random, like half-court, you know, bad turnovers where they just throw it to the other team, you know. Or just those... like uh, what was the one the other night where um, – I think it was Faves just left it for somebody, you know, turned and like dropped it off. It's just stuff that just needs to get tightened up. And and I will, I'm telling you, if a team can get 29 assists on 49 field goals, I can deal with, you know, 29 to 19. That's the the piece of this you got to look at. They're still way on the plus side, but that 19 can be carved down. This team's better than the 19 turnovers. And to do what they want to do, that's a piece that they'll just got to continue to work at and get better at. All right, let's go back to San Antonio where Rudy Gobert is addressing the media. Okay, we'll get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, what can you say about kind of the, the offensive effort tonight just in terms of on the one hand, you guys are you know, being effective and efficient with your spacing and your three-point shooting. And on the other hand, uh, 
20 turnovers and, and still some things to clean up there? I think we played uh, the way we want to play, you know, driving and, and finding the open guys. And uh, we got a lot of guys that can knock down shots. And we, we saw it again tonight, you know, when we move the ball and get catch and shoot threes. Uh, you know, we're very, very efficient. And on the other hand, we can make sure we don't, uh, we never get too comfortable and, and, uh, and lazy and, uh, and give them the ball on turnovers because it keeps them, that's what kept them in the game in the second quarter. And, uh, you know, against, uh, on the night when there's not a team that, you know, is going to play better, they, we could give up a game and lose a game like that. So we got to make sure that we stay locked in for 48 minutes. All right, Ryan Miller, KSL.com. Hey, Rudy, we've seen you guys play really well in some games, not so well other games. What's kind of the secret to staying consistent? I think as long as we uh, we keep the same defensive mindset and we come in every single night, you know, with the, with the, with the focus on the defensive end, uh, the offense becomes easy. And some nights we might not make as many shots as we did tonight, but I still think that uh, if we take care of the ball and we play the right way and we get the right shots and we play defense, uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be hard for us to to give up games. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Um, kind of piggybacking off of Ryan's question, what's the key to achieving that consistency? Because Coach said that, you know, he doesn't want to see it on one game, he wants to see it again and again and again and so on and so forth. I think for us, it's very important to be aware of it, you know, to come in every single night with a, with awareness and uh, and see the way they're going to guard us. And, you know, and we, like I've said before, you know, we can, we can attack against any coverage. We just got to make sure that we're prepared for it. And when it comes at us, uh, you know, whether it might take a few possessions to, to, to might get surprised, but, you know, we gotta, we gotta make sure we're ready to, to stay aggressive regardless of the coverage. All right. That's all the time we have with you, Rudy. So thanks so much. There's Rudy Gobert, uh, Rudy with another great game tonight, uh, seven points on, uh, on two of seven shooting, but 16 rebounds to go along with six block shots. And, of course, uh, Rudy is your master of the glass tonight, as usual. Uh, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. I'm proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Uh, Royce O'Neal also added 11 boards. But Rudy, really, really good tonight, Tim. Yeah, it's funny because as this contract thing came up and, you know, it was just hanging out there. And I think, you know, you're a jazz fan. We got hit with this a ton. I'm sure you did, Jake. Wherever you are, you know, come up, what would you do with Rudy? And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, there was many times where I'd say, you know, what, you can probably go out on the market and find a, a, a serviceable center that can catch lobs, um, you know, be adequate defensively and and spend more money on perimeter guys and really kind of beef up your perimeter. But I, I just don't know. Um, I, I just don't know this team could really totally function. I, I think his place on this team and the way the team's built and the, the, the way these guys have 
really relied on him and rely on him and know he's going to be there to cause issues. Um, you know, I, I, in hindsight, it's always twenty twenty, but I think this was a great move from a continuity standpoint. I think that's a given, and Ryan brought that up the other night, Ryan Smith, when he was on with us. But I think the second piece of it is this guy's really, I mean, he, he, he's been really good, but he's playing better than he's ever played. Um, with all of the scrutiny, you know, with all of the stuff. And, and so that, that is a real positive thing. Um, I feel like Rudy's playing within himself. He's doing what he does. He's expanded his game a little bit. But, um, man, if he can continue to pull these types of rebound numbers nightly and, and continue to, you know, get double figures in points, and, but most importantly, just he's always going to be that nemesis on the defensive end. So all of this other stuff is is a total bonus and cherry on top, and I I just love what Rudy's done, um, you know, with the improvement on his game and, and the way he's playing aggressively, and I and even the way he's running the floor. Uh, um, you know, that came up in the conversation. You know, Donovan talked about hey he's he's running his tail off, he's getting us all threes. When he runs the floor, it stretches that floor vertically. Uh, and guys can find their spots and get threes. And so he does so much for this team, and it's great to see him have success. All right, we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, the Jazz put the herd on the Spurs, 130-109. to We'll get you more sound from the players. We'll continue to break it down next as well, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night pre-game or excuse me post-game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer Jake Scott Tim Lacombe I was trying to send us back to pre-game we've had such a great night I'm trying to go back to the beginning I started to look at the clock and add like five hours to it if <laughs> <laughs> this was pre-game 130 to 109 is your final tonight the Jazz uh, stump uh, the Spurs uh, playing very, very well. Best game they've had. Well, they they played well against the Clippers, but uh, I think this was the best game they've had since the Portland game. 28 points from Boyan Bogdanovich on 10 of 13 shooting, 6 of 7 from 3. You got 22 from Donovan Mitchell uh, to go along with 9 assists. We're going to hear from Bogdanovich coming up here uh, in a moment, but um, he he's struggled the past couple of games, and uh, we talked about this earlier, but Coach Snyder ran a play for him right at the beginning of the game. And uh, he didn't really look back. This was by far his best performance. Yeah, and you mentioned he had the little wrist protector. I mean, I wonder how if that just gave him some more confidence. But, um, man, you don't need him to make six of seven from three and go 10 for 13 from the field, but it sure helps. (laughs) Um, You know, and right now what you're seeing is real consistent play um, from from Mike and, and Donovan now. You know, it's another game where he just played totally within himself. But, this team to to do what they want to do, Bo Young's got to be a, a big piece of it. So his contribution tonight is not only uh, you know great to see, but but much needed. Yeah, we talked about it the other uh, the other night after the Clipper game. Uh, this he was their second uh, their number two scoring option last year. I mean, he was their second leading scorer, and they relied upon him a ton. And uh, you, you'd hope last year you didn't seem to have Conley and Bogdanovich for whatever reason going at the same time. And you thought, you know, boy, the offense would just be out of this world if both those guys could contribute at a really high level. And, you know, I think we saw a taste of that tonight. And, and, and look, it's a little bit different, but, you know, we, we look at classic jazz teams and they've always had those three scores. You know, I mean, the one that stands out the most to me is 
you know, the best one that we probably had with Horny and, and Malone and Stock, um, who were every night they were going to go out there and you could pretty much just pencil in their numbers. Yep. Um, what I'm starting to love are the numbers that are popping up that you can, you look at and you can say, hey, this, this is going to lead to wins. And, you know, Donovan having nine assists, Rudy having double figures and rebounds and, you know, a handful of blocks. And then Bojan's got to be on that list. Um, right. Again, in, in, you know, being able to get a, a big amount of points to, to help the team. All right, uh, let's uh, send things back to San Antonio where the man himself, Boyan Bogdanovich, is uh, speaking with the media. Uh, first question will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Boyan, it seemed like you looked a lot more comfortable out there tonight just in terms of being in rhythm and, and, and finding shots that worked for you. Uh, what was your comfort level and how are you feeling uh, overall? I mean, I'm feeling I'm feeling way better. We won, and I played I played well. So finally, we put it together. Those those two things. I mean, we started a game with uh, with the offense for me. I get in a game with the easy two and and, and two free throws. So that really really helped me to get my my rhythm back. All right, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Brian, we saw you with the uh, wrist brace on. Can you just tell us what that's about and uh, is it helping at all? I mean, it's helping me. I really hate to play with uh, with anything on my on my body, any any tape, any any brace, any. But I really I really needed it because my wrist is kind of kind of sore. Whatever I follow through when I'm shooting, so this is helping me and preventing me basically to go all the way in that motion. So. It's something that I'm wearing on a, during the practices, but I'm, I really hate to play with anything on the game games. But uh, I mean, it's kind of helping me. So I try today, and I might I might start wearing it until my wrist is it's it's kind of better. All right, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I mean, obviously it was a big story tonight, uh, and they only took 19 threes. Uh, how do you guys defend well against their approach to take so many paint shots? I didn't hear you right. Sorry. Can you can you repeat the question? Yeah, just defensively, you guys were great tonight, especially down low. Kind of what was the key to uh, doing as well defensively as you did tonight? I mean, Rudy, Rudy did a great job protecting the the paint. We were trying to to late black with a late switch with with him whenever the, the Rudy Gay was on a on the floor. So I think all those trees that we hit in a, in a fast break was, uh, was because, because our, our defense was, was on a point and, and great beside those, I don't know how many 20 turnovers that we, that we had, we, we, we did a pretty good job defending. All right. Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Boy, on your numbers have been really good on the road so far this season. Is that just a coincidence? Three good road games or, or is there something going on at Vivint? My think so. I don't. I didn't even realize that. I, I was struggling both on, on the road and at home, so it's nothing, nothing strange. I didn't even know that I'm. I didn't know that stat actually. But yeah, when you said right now, I remember that I play well in, in in OKC. So those are just two games, but it's it's early on, so nothing nothing different. All right, and we have time for one last question. This will be Maria Vidal from Tab Deportes. Hi, Boyan. Um, what can this team keep doing in order to improve and continue winning? I mean, we just have to play play the defense the way we played 
play tonight. We have a tough road, road trip, seven games in a, a way, but uh, we played well last season on, on, on the road games. We started well this season. First game, great game, and and, and I hope that we're gonna we're gonna keep defending, and that's every, then everything's gonna open up for us. All right, that's it. Thank you, Boyan. There you go, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, who uh, once again was uh, was really really good tonight. Had his best game of the year with 28 points on 10 of 13, shooting six of seven from three. You heard him explain there, Tim, the uh, the wrist. I don't know what we want to call that wrist guard or or wrist brace. Probably is more appropriate. But he uh, doesn't like to wear it in games, as it it kind of impacts his follow through. But you know, playing well tonight, he may need to wear it until he's 100% recovered, he thinks. My guess is he'll wear it next game because that was a vast improvement. And, um, you know, scores, they just look for whatever works. And so, yeah, I think there is probably some stability, you know, issues, and it's helping. But, man, I'm telling you, once you change and it works well, stay with it. Yeah, right. I mean, if you're playing that well, isn't that the story on uh, Rip Hamilton where he he wore the face right. thing and he, he, he just wouldn't take it off. He played the best ball of his career and then he thought, you know what, I'm onto something here. I'm going to go ahead and wear it. Uh, and it was his trademark throughout, really. It was Rip's mask. Oh. So, so maybe Boyan's wrist guard. I'm guessing uh, the way he uh, he said there. He'll uh, get rid of it as soon as he can. Yeah, as soon as he can. But I I'm going to say he'll wear it on Tuesday night. That'll be my guess. Well, we'll see. Uh, I mean, Brooklyn, that's, there's going to be a game where they're going to need to score the basketball because I know the Nets lost tonight to the Wizards, but uh, they are scoring the crap out of the basketball. Maybe not defending all that much, but uh, they're, they're scoring a bunch of points. And those two guys on any given night, I mean, you, you talk sometimes about guys can get 30. I mean, these guys can get 50 if you're not careful. You know, that's kind of Kevin Durant's, uh, he's one of the greatest scorers in the world. Uh, and then Kyrie being, uh, you know, as good as he is and setting him up and then also, um, you know, scoring his own right. So you're right. The Jazz just take this, I think, just take this bottle up. This very same game, uh, cut the turnovers down and, and roll it out there. Well, yeah, if they shoot 55 percent, they're going to beat a lot of teams. They're going to score a bunch of points. Right. And we know they're not going to do this every night. You know, there's going to be ups and downs, but it, the key is to get this thing, you know, kind of get groove marks in the track and keep those wheels in the groove marks. And, and if you deviate, um, you know, you'll quickly understand why you try to stay in the grooves because the jazz have a very good way of doing things. And we've seen what it looks like when they do it. Uh, and we've seen what it looks like when they deviate. And I choose the tracks stay on the track man. i i did hear a lock and boot talk about this a little bit during the broadcast i mean it's it's just so night and day you wonder what the real difference is i mean we use the the sun's game as kind of the example but it's it's the ultimate one in my opinion uh, thus far in this season where they just it, it could not get the ball moving couldn't get it rolling and it looked just so different than what we saw tonight on the two i mean the outlier here is both teams were capable had the bodies had the athleticism to really cause the Jazz issues physically um, and and really get up into them. So it'll be interesting. That's not going to be the Nets. The Nets won't do right. that to them. Um, we're going to see it again, and hopefully there's just improvement. Um, but the the ingredients are there for, for the Jazz to be successful. And I think that the best part about it is these all the guys know what they are. It's just a matter of uh, being disciplined enough to stay with it.
All right. Uh, we want to remind you, go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz beat the Spurs tonight, 130 to 109. We'll get to Coach's final thoughts as we turn the page to those Brooklyn Nets. That's all straight ahead here on your Jazz Radio Network. is O'Neal. He's open for a three. Instead, he works in a paint. Rotates to Donovan. Ball fakes on Walker. Baseball pass across to O'Neal. Rotates to Bogdanovich. One dribble to his left. Settles himself for three and hit. There you go. David Locke on the call. Your play of the game. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller. Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com. Driven by you. Jazz big winners tonight over San Antonio. one thirty to 109 uh, 28 points from Boyan Bogdanovich we heard from him in the last segment 22 from Donovan Mitchell Donovan also had nine assists you know it, it continued from last game Tim Donovan really making an effort to to generate uh, uh, opportunities for his teammates that really showed itself tonight and he has to I, I think that's a huge part of this team being good um, we mentioned in the pregame that Donovan's the one dude who can get an advantage whether it be in a ball screen or, or in isolation and when he does do that, he's got such a great feel for where to throw it. Um, and I, I just love his mindset right now. And I, I think, you know, that point guard in him, his ability to make plays is, is as big for this team as, as him scoring the ball. So for nine assists is just an awesome number for Donovan and, uh, and for the Jazz. And again, for him to be struggling in a couple of games and to instead of saying, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get 30 shots going up at the rim and I'm going to score 30 points and, uh, I'm going to really show him he's he's gone a different direction, which is is create for others and kind of get them going first and, and figure his own game out. It's just not what you'd expect to 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 see from kind of an emerging superstar. But he was he was great at that tonight. Yeah, he's got great awareness, um, personal awareness and, and a great maturity to him. Um, and he knows, you know, I think he's got a great IQ. He knows what this team needs. Uh, and I think that's why he was really frustrated is, you know, he took shots uh, in that game that he really struggled five for 23 he took shots in that game that, that he can make. Right. Um, but this, I, I think what he's starting to see is, Hey, this team is actually better when I am on attack and then I just make a play based on what the defense does. Yeah. And he was really, really good once again tonight. And we talked a little bit uh, after the Clipper game about leadership when it comes to Donovan Mitchell. And I think it's just another example of that right down to his post game uh, uh, availability where he was positive and he talked up Royce O'Neal and he really uh, he he's very good at talking up his teammates but then he focuses on the one negative stat tonight I mean 19 turnovers is way too many but it's literally the only thing and eh, maybe free throws a little bit but that you can look at and go well they didn't do that well tonight and of course that's what Donovan hits the hardest in his post game and you know, makes a lot of sense. Leadership. Do you think there's any fans out there saying that they're nitpicking about the turnovers? No, 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 no not at all. They're, in, they're euphoric tonight. In fact, I feel bad we're even talking about them. I think people are actually out there trying to get their line, get in line for the championship parade. Oh, is that what they? Yeah, people out there with uh, getting their number folding already. chairs. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I'll tell you what. You know, it, it's going to be an uphill battle because the West is really good. No, it is really good, and, and there are a few teams in the East that are really good. We're going to see one uh, on Tuesday with with the Nets. But if the Jazz play like they did tonight, there are they'll be they could beat anybody. I mean, they but like that Jazz team and the Jazz that Jazz team is the team that we we talk about because it's the team we we know is there and we've seen a couple times right. here. Um, that team's capable of being an elite team in the West. They really are. Uh, you know, I think the Lakers 
or the team to beat. But beyond that, now it's, you know, they beat the Clippers. They actually beat them in the preseason. They beat them right. here at home. So, yeah, they've got a chance if they play what they're do- and, and do what they're capable of doing. They can be that, you know, they can be in that top, uh, that top four teams. And that's a great place to start the playoffs. It is. And I, you know, I, I thought that they were going to finish in second last year in the West. And I, not that I had an egg on my face because nobody really cares, but they didn't, they didn't live up to that. And why, there were did, other why, teams why do you think the better. biggest reason was they didn't? Man, I just don't think it clicked. And then when it was on top of it not clicking, they weren't healthy altogether. And, and then coronavirus hit. Yeah, you know? and, and I think one big piece, too, is the way they're built. They're, they actually can be better defensively. I think there was a ceiling for that team right. defensively. Yeah, and they were thin, too. I mean, yep. man, uh, it feels like so long ago now because it was. It was a year ago, but uh, when they had da- Dante Exum and that bench unit was just... Like, we would sit here and I think we went through a game or two where we didn't get a point off the bench. Right, because uh, Green was just, a, a, I don't, you know, a bust. It just didn't work out how they thought. Um, I don't know how much they expected from Moutier last year, but that, you know, didn't get much from him. I think I know they expected more from Ed Davis, and they got zero. So, you know, they just didn't get... From their veteran minimum signings, they just didn't get any production. And then when Bojan got hurt, it was yeah, all she wrote. Right. And then, you know, they're taping it together. Then when Conley was out, they're taping it together. And it just never was all together all at once. And maybe that's that's really the, the best part about Bogdanovich playing so well tonight is you kind of – we did get a glimpse of everybody being together and everybody playing and how maybe a, a little bit of a vision how, you know, into what Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck saw when they put this team together. Yeah. Did you feel like that Bojan, he showed differently just he the did. way he played? Right. I felt like he kind of floated the last couple of nights around the perimeter. And tonight, like he had a, a, a better mindset of just being on attack, which I think will work for him. Um, and, and then, you know, six for seven from three never hurts. And that, uh, you know, that's but that, he's capable of doing it. He is. And that trans- translates to more effort on the defensive side of the ball, too, which is True for every player, not just Boyan Bogdanovich. But if you get it going on offense, you've got a little extra gear on defense, and they need that from him. And, uh, you know, to get to Royce O'Neal uh, real quick here, because we haven't talked about him a ton, and before we, we uh, close the book on this one, need to talk about Royce, because this was by far his best game too. 11 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists, 3 of 4 from 3, you know, knocking down that corner 3. And I thought he had a really nice night guarding DeMar DeRozan. And, and maybe DeMar DeRozan isn't quite the matchup he was a few years ago, but he's still a very, very good player. And I thought Royce played him really, really well. And you're talking about a professional basketball player who, again, the most important thing, he knows who he is. He knows his role. He knows what he brings to the team. And Donovan said it, you know, he he guarded DeRozan tonight and he's going to guard Kevin Durant on Tuesday night. And, you know, really, if he can keep it compartmentalized and and really focus, like you talked about on Bruce Bowen, just be the best defender you can be and, and make you know, a good share of your catch and shoot threes. And other than that, move the ball. Um, and I think that's a really working, workable plan for Royce. And it's something that he certainly has bought into. Um, it's, it's a matter of getting all these guys. And I, again, I look at Joe's numbers in comparison to, to the last couple nights too. Again, Joe was on attack at seven assists, um, shot the ball well. So it's a matter of having all these roster guys, uh, you know, peak and play together. Um, and not to say there's not going to be bumps and bruises in the road, but uh, again, this is another night where you say, all right, as presently constituted, this team can be really, really good. All right, so with that in mind, the really, really good, uh, what are you taking from this one? What is kind of the biggest thing that stands out to you, most important thing that happened tonight? I, I think we saw 
what the Jazz want to be. Uh, you know, the consistency is the issue. Um, that was talked about by Quinn. It was talked about yep. by Donovan, Rudy. Consistency is the issue, doing what they do. Um, but I loved the ball movement. Uh, I loved the aggressive, uh, the aggression attacking the rim vertically. And then and what's not to love about, you know, what Rudy is doing on the defensive end. He's, he's making a case for, you know, defensive player of the year. Um, he's putting up great offensive numbers. And then, you know, he's just a, a dominant on the glass. So, uh, again, I think the, the roadmap is pretty, pretty clear. It's just a matter of getting everybody to, you know, make sure that they're doing what, their job. And Quinn talked about that. Do your job. Um, and everybody's job's a little bit different, but revel in it and find joy in it and, and try to bring something to the team to help them win. And the next one's going to be really interesting because they're going to need a dynamite offensive performance going up against the Brooklyn Nets because this just in, Kevin Durant looks terrific. Not like a guy coming back from an Achilles injury. He looks really good. And Kyrie Irving, of course, is a walking bucket. So Yeah, those two guys, like they are just murder in isolation. And you could do a great job all night long on them defensively, and they can still beat you because they're that good. Um, this team, the Nets, is scoring 117 points a game. So, um, you know, unlike the Spurs, they're going to challenge um, and, and play f- from the three-point line. I think they're going to attack off the bounce. Um, they're certainly going to play in transition. So defense is going to have to be really good. And like you said, the offense, they've got to be on point and be able to to shoot the ball and, and move the ball to be able to score enough to beat this team. All right, your final from San Antonio. The Jazz uh, beat the Spurs 130-109. to I uh, want to say thanks to Lock and Boone doing a great job. Alex Lumberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Want to remind you, uh, thank our title sponsor, uh, Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, Go Where Love Takes You in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And, of course, uh, big thanks to you, Tim. Always fun hanging out with you. Sunday Sundays are fun for NBA basketball. Well, we didn't see each other for a lot of years, and we're going to make up for it because that was four this week. We're going to go four next four week. Four next week, yeah. Let's do it. Um, but, man, what a fun team to watch, and it's always more fun when they when they find a way to win. You can talk about the things they did great, and, and then you can talk about stuff they need to improve on but not have it be real uh, real urgent. Once again, your final from San Antonio, 130 to 109. Up next, the Jazz take on the Nets in Brooklyn on Tuesday night. That game will tip at 530. Pre-game begins at 430. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.